the Zen philosophers of antiquity tell us that we only know ourselves through our own echoes. Listening to the moments, days and years that came before to assemble the illusion of who we tell the world we are today. The Hindus believe we are all aspects of the Godhead, pretending to be human, approaching each day, pretending to be joyful or apprehensive or fearful in service of grand drama playing out across the cosmos. When I examine my own echoes, I see my life as a haze of small ships lifted into the sky with propellers flying across unfamiliar worlds filled with enormous chickens in search of magic and justice. I fear that I have perhaps grown too close to my subjects as they have embarked on a quest of questionable value to complete every entry in a series of video games. As they embark on their third such game, Jeff and Ryan seem to be comfortable in this reality, constructed of shared memories which take place inside of a television screen. I find myself wondering if I have lost my identity in an echo chamber of Final Fantasy tropes. Will this endeavor result in a worthwhile addition to my oeuvre? Or will it become a confusing memory of a character I was once pretending to be? And with that, here's a little taste of next season on No One Can Know About This. There we go. Damn. Dude, It's I, finally done. I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> That's season two. Lock it, print it, make Just it a hard copy. of 2 p.m. Sunday, April 15th, 2018. <laughs> burn it onto a CD, it's done. Burn it onto a CD, it's done. <laughs> Put it in the stack. Oh my god, okay. Let's go to game, dude. Let's go. Let's to game go to dude. game, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like really, let's Fuck, go to fucking I've game, been dude. Waiting to go to game, dude. All right, all right. <laughs> Season three. <laughs> let's get underway. You want to see something sad? Oh, your shoe's all fucked up. Look at this. What happened? Did you? The sole fell off. Damn it. Welcome to No One Can Know About This, a podcast where we play every Final Fantasy. I'm Jeff Ekman. And I'm Ryan Kazmiski. And motherfucking, it's <laughs> season three! I cannot believe that you're saying those words right now. I know, I can't believe I'm saying it either. I mean, first of all, I gotta say about this season, strap in, because it's a big one. Like, last season was way bigger than season one. This season is going to be maybe twice I mean, as long as season two. <laughs> we're in a position right now where, like, I can't look ahead. Right. Because, like, it's never ending. Right. We're, it doesn't end. <laughs> no. And I don't know how we're going to get through it. But then again, it's kind of like, at this point, we've played so much Final Fantasy. Yeah, that yeah. It's just kind of like, continue sailing. Yeah. Continue sailing. <laughs> on that airship. On the airship. Into the distance. <laughs> 
And so that's what we're doing. For people who are new, let me say, what we do here is we record every aspect of us playing the Final Fantasy game. We record ourselves going to the store to pick up the game. We record ourselves having meals between play sessions. We mm -hmm. record ourselves playing and we record ourselves in the editing bay, making fun of ourselves for the choices that we made. And we put that all together for a cohesive listening experience for all of you. For those of you who are joining us who are longtime listeners of the first two seasons, Thank you guys so much for listening to the mm -hmm, show mm -hmm. and anybody who's gotten in touch with us on Facebook or Twitter or through the Patreon, our Patreon supporters, thank you all so much. I can't tell you how much it means to us that you guys are actually starting to really enjoy this show. Yeah, you're definitely helping like drive us towards that fabled reality where we've played all of the Final Fantasy games. It is a fabled land. <laughs> a far off <laughs> distant land. Yeah, and oh shit, we should say there's a video version for the Patreon subscribers so if you want to see video of us doing this game, or not video of us doing this game, but video of the game that we played, you can go do that now and not only get the episodes early, but also see a video version, which is a lot of fun, we hope. I still feel like I've set out on a voyage that like, you know, when I was a boy in the village, like the men sailed off and like one <laughs> came back and he told me of like a place that he went before. And like now he's like an old man, and he's like all hobbled, and he's like, "We must find the land again." Yeah, and he's like, "It's out there, I promise." But he has like no real solid information about it, and we're like at sea. Is there anything else that we should say before we start trying to roll into this? I feel like there's there's other stuff. Well, you we should say like this season we played Final Fantasy VI. Yes. Not Final Fantasy V, which Correct. we know is numerically after four. Right. But not in the way they were released in North America. Yeah. And for new listeners <laughs> who don't want to go back and listen to our explanations before, we're playing the North American releases for now. Up through seven. Uh, we we sprinting to seven. Yep. We don't need the whole backstory, but we started this whole thing because I wanted Jeff to play seven, and we're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> It's going to be a while from now because we've got a lot of episodes to release. We do have a lot of editing to do. But we are on that train and we are make we are steaming towards 7. Mhm. Mm it's going to happen soon. A steaming train of Final Fantasy gravy. <laughs> It's just sloshing out of the sides around every turn. It's hot gravy. And we're happy that you're all there to, like, lick it up off the sides, the hot Final Fantasy gravy. <laughs> As we speed uh, ahead. Hot Final Fantasy gravy. <laughs> This is a horrifying <laughs> phrase. As we speed ahead towards <laughs> toward, towards the station. The trying to think of a metaphor for the station. The biscuit that <laughs> the Final, the, Fantasy, the Final Fantasy biscuit. <laughs> well, I do want to say FF6 is an extraordinary journey with mm -hmm. many ins and many outs. Haley's over there, excited. Barking at the neighbors, no doubt. No doubt. Probably her favorite thing, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it gotta be. Favorite or second favorite? Second favorite only to shutting off the machine. Yeah. Final Fantasy VI is a long game. That it is. Not the longest game. No, but certainly longer than four. And longer than one. That's for sure. I hope you like Final Fantasy VI, because that's what we're going to be experiencing for about the next six months. Oh, I also want to say, if you haven't played Final Fantasy VI... I would recommend that I, you play it. I, I would recommend you play it. I also would be... I would encourage you to keep listening anyway. Whether or not you've played it? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Unless, well... If you wanted to play along with us, I would encourage that. Mm -hmm. The other games, honestly, I wouldn't, like, in, all, in good conscience, tell somebody today, like, you got to play that now. 
Yeah. But this one, I would be like, you, you, you should play this. Yeah. You should play this game. Yeah. Is Even if you haven't played it, we hopefully will be illuminating the path we took in a coherent enough way that you'll <laughs> still be able to follow this podcast. That would be the hope. That's the hope. I can't objectively say whether or not yeah. that's true because I'm not a person who hasn't played Final Fantasy VI to the end anymore. So Right. It's hard for me to say. It's hard to know. I want to say, too, get ready to hear some pretty annoying voices. Because this year we tried voices. Yeah, we this this year. This, this year. This season. I always say that. We should about start this calling season. them years. I know. As though yeah. this is taking place over... Year three. Year three. <laughs> and the fun thing to track is going to be, it took them a while to all fall into place, and some of them changed, so you may hear us be like, we were doing this kind of a voice in this part. There's like one particularly change. annoying one that we use way more than all the others. Yeah, so get ready. It's we gonna... use it for multiple characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we played it over what, like a month? We played it over like a month with like no sessions that went past like 1 a.m. So there's no like 10 a.m. situation this mm -hmm. year. Year. I keep doing it. This year. I mean, it'll probably be next year before another season comes out anyways. It's season three, episode one. Let's get into it. Yeah, if there's one thing we don't want to do, it's confuse you. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is Final <laughs> Fantasy and... If there's one thing that they refuse to ever do to their audience, it's confuse them. Mm -hmm. Let's get it. Let's begin. Let's, let's go back to... When was it? April? April of 2018? Back to a time when we were heading out the door on our way to Game Dude. We got a lot of things we need to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, while we're out, should we pick up the ingredients for clotted cream? Yeah, maybe... <laughs> And some snackage, maybe? Yeah, like, set ourselves up to never leave my apartment for the next, like, <laughs> week if well, we I mean, needed to. <laughs> I have to go to work on Tuesday. <laughs> no, I know, but, like, <laughs> but we, as though... But tomorrow, yeah, exactly. I don't have to go to work. <laughs> we can set it up so that you don't have to leave your apartment for a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty much how I live anyway, so perfect. You've played this game, which I have not. I can tell you everything I know about this game. Yeah, I, I'll first start by saying I've played the first half, like maybe a little more than the first half of it. It was probably a couple of years ago I played that much. So I haven't seen all of it, but I have seen a lot of it. I believe I know that there's a character named Kefka. Mm-hmm. And should we address the elephant in the room? The elephant in the room that I'm referring to is the fact that at some point between seasons, I was listening to a podcast about Final Fantasy, and they were like, yeah, it's not like anybody is listening to this worrying about spoilers. Like, in 6, when Kefka, like... Do we want to ruin it for our audience? Don't... I mean, maybe. Do, are we worried about that? Are we worried about that? I don't I don't think so. No, we should just fucking spoil it. Right. Because that's what, yeah. So in that case, <laughs> skip ahead about 20 seconds because what I had spoiled for me, <laughs> we're going to spoil for you, which is that at some point in this game, the bad guy like wins and he like destroys the world and there's like mm -hmm. a huge moment and it's like amazing. And unfortunately, 
I was aware of that going into this game in a way that was just so frustrating where it was like, ah, oh, it was somebody being like, nobody cares about those spoilers. And I was like, but yeah, I did. We didn't realize we were in a position to like be making Final Fantasy content yeah. and be unable to engage with other Final <laughs> Fantasy stuff. Right. Like, that's a weird situation. But anyway, that's the elephant in the room that I don't actually say. But really, I know nothing. Like, what I know is that this is maybe the best Final Fantasy game ever made. Yeah, there's a lot of people who say that. Oh boy. All right, we're back. We got the game. Yeah. We were back at home and we set out on a journey that is longer than any of the journeys that we've taken so far. The longest journey yet. The most drawn out. <laughs> so far, <laughs> that's for sure. The most drawn out journey that we've been on yet. Final Fantasy three. Six. Six. Whatever. I need you to lay down. I was reading what I was reading. This one, this one is legit long. This is gonna be <laughs> a real test of us and the show. Haley, come here. Come here. Hey, come here. Okay. Uh huh. Turn the volume up. Want to space oh, oh shit! Final Fantasy 3! This is the most ominous title sequence I've ever seen. Where's the traditional title sequence music? I don't know. Where's the boo boo doo booth? Long ago, the War of the Magi reduced the world to a scorched wasteland and magic simply ceased to exist. One thousand years have passed. Iron, gunpowder, and steam engines have been rediscovered and high technology reigns. That's a common thing in these games, is like, technology bad. Technology isn't bad, magic is bad. Right. Especially when there's also technology. <laughs> exactly. And it becomes one <laughs> thing. When the two do are together, yeah. when they are magic tech. But there are some who would enslave the world by reviving the dread destructive force known as magic. <laughs> it's very destructive. Can it be that those in power are on the verge of repeating a senseless and deadly mistake? No, I've never heard of that happening in life. Nobody's ever repeated history. Is this like a mountain peak? Yeah, look, you can see the village down in the canyon. Yeah. So yeah, the opening little cinematic is like panning across the land while it tells you that information about magic being dangerous, and then it drops you off in your a woman in a mech suit and you're with these two guys, Vix and Wedge. Vix and Wedge. Vix yeah. and Wedge. And we're on a mission of some kind. Yeah, we're like surveying a town that we're about to go like it's very much like in 4 where you like are dr stopping off at a town to, to ransack like, to like ransack it for and, something that you want on right. behalf of the empire. Exactly. Vix says, "There's the town." Hard to believe an Esper's been found intact there, 1,000 years after the War of the Magi. They found an Esper, huh? Mm -hmm, they found an Esper. What kind of a name is Wedge? This and this woman, woman, this sorcerer, why is she here? So are these like two mech soldiers? They're like sitting in like a mech thing. Okay. Not to worry, the slave crown yes. on her head robs her of all conscious thought. She'll follow orders. The slave crown. This slave crown idea is horrifying to me. Yeah, 
they use it in a way that like the full horror of it is never really no one ever comments on it or is like fuck a slave crown it's right kind of like oh they take it off her head and then they like put it in a drawer and nobody mentions it again and no one ever uses one on anyone else ever <laughs> yeah, again it's either. like you like, have this thing it's the most powerful thing everyone in the world is like oh yeah slave crown right i've got like 10 of them in my garage <laughs> right you know I like don't understand <laughs> Well, I mean, you're not supposed to misuse it. It's right. fine as long as you use it responsibly. <laughs> of course, of course. The slave crown. What is a responsible use of the slave crown? I mean, it's just, you know, you just got to, like, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I keep mine and my slave crown safe. <laughs> no, but, and I only use it when appropriate. What is an appropriate scenario? Is what I'm trying to get to. Well, sometimes you just need a you need one. Uh huh. What are these sometimes? <laughs> Lay this out for me, where you're like, you know, it would be perfect for this right now. Well, a like slave when, crown. when you and like a trusted partner want to like get into some extra <laughs> okay, horrible okay. or freaky games. You mean when or it's consensual slavery? You're, you're you're planning like a heist and you need plausible deniability. You just pop one of those babies on and have somebody. Tell, okay, tell now you you're talking. You're like, ah, oh, it wasn't me i wasn't in on it they made me do it i like the consensual sex element where it's like wait a minute i'll put this on you but then i'll only do things that i promise it'll be it'll be great (laughs) we're both gonna love it she's under the slave spell of the slave crown anyway the next thing that starts is the opening titles of the game and the beautiful music that sets the tone and it really is hauntingly beautiful i think here we go whoa whoa Three mechs trudging through the snow. It's definitely like a level of cinematic that has not even been like <laughs> dreamed bro- of, broached by the previous games. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like sort of almost 3D. It's like from the back of these mechs as they're yeah. they're kind of walking towards a place, so the horizon is like getting closer. But it looks real bad. <laughs> but it looks it looks great. It looks in good. Its own way. But uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not the most realistic snow I've ever seen, but. I'm not complaining. I mean, compared to the last game, though. Oh, like, nothing like <laughs> not even close. Yeah, this is pretty impressive. If a movie started on three people in mech suits, just gotta go somewhere in the snow, and it's just like glory shots of them walking, I would, it would be, be awesome. captivated. Yeah, as I am now. Ted Woolsey. Yeah, that's the guy. Our man, he's gonna be the responsible for how much of this game we understand. <laughs> Ted Woolsey is the translator yeah. of Final Fantasy VI. Who did not do Final Fantasy IV. Yeah. And he did do Chrono Trigger and other things that are great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're Final back Fantasy to the title. Three. I still haven't pressed okay, a button. so maybe you should press a button. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going to need to go to new game. We need to delete Justin, Justin and Timmy. Justin and Timmy. There's two Justins. Whoever owned this game previous to us were named Justin, and I assume his little brother was named Timmy. Looks like... Both are roughly the same part of the game. Yeah, we're, it looks like Justin <laughs> made it about ten hours in. Oh. Okay, so the thing we just uh, said... The thing we just watched <laughs> is the beginning of the game. Yeah, the like opening cinematic that plays if you don't press a button is the same opening cinematic that plays after you start a new game. So it's happening again. The War of the Magi. These cutscenes definitely like lose their magic when you have to do them again. Yes, because you're like you're like I, okay, okay, yeah, it was majestic. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that awesome composer who did the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, uh, Murakoni. Yeah. yeah, like if you told me he wrote this, I'd be like. <laughs> 
That would be so nuts. Morikota did the soundtrack for Final Fantasy VI. I wouldn't put it past him. He's a crazy guy. He composed it for the Super Nintendo sound card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be incredible. So now we're finally in the town. The mechs have walked through the snow again. Yeah, we've seen the cutscene twice. The Esper's gotta be in here. Move out. Yeah, he can't walk back out. Okay. And she's the party leader. And they're looking for an Esper. I don't know. We're about to murder a bunch of dogs. (laughs) (laughs) The beginning of FF4 is all about mom death, but the beginning of this game is all about killing dogs. The, the it stays that way throughout the whole it game. Is, it's the whole game is really dog killing. Machine riding, self-important swine. Take this. Are we going to be f- fighting <laughs> gonna, a dog? We're going to kill a dog. We're going to open the game by killing a fucking dog. Well, it's a Lobo. I mean, it looked a lot like an adorable little puppy oh, when it ran up to me. Look at it here. It's a wolf. Okay. Oh, my mech suit has a lot of abilities, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd see. Let's try the bolt beam. Yeah, because the game is starting you as like a powerful evil force that it has a lot of mech suit abilities, you're, you're just extremely powerful. Yeah, we're rolling in and like eliminating the town's dogs with like weapons beyond the comprehension of most of the people who live in this world. There's magic technology <laughs> that we're using to kill dogs. Look at that background. Yeah, that's some epically dis... What is the word I'm looking for? Detailed. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's it. Detailed. It's epically detailed. I remember the beginning of the playthrough. It took me a while to get my brain, like, up and running. Like, there were a bunch of times I couldn't find basic words. Mm -hmm. So that's a thing in the beginning of this. Imperial Magitech armor? Not even Narshi's safe anymore. Who's Narshi? Narshi's the name of this town. Which, again, name... That's not a name of a place. <laughs> no. Nar- Narsh? I would have thought... Narsh. <laughs> I would have pronounced it Narshi, and I would have thought it was a person. Well, these guards look like... Like, devil... They're... God, I can't think. Demon... <laughs> Grim Reapers. They've got sickles. <laughs> Fuck! This is not a great start. <laughs> Narshi's freedom. It depends on the dogs. It's like we're well, we're we're invading this town. Mm-hmm. We're sort of invading it. There's, there's an three, invasion there's that's three happening. Three of us. We're like coming in to get a thing. Yeah, but we're like three super armored. Right. Soldiers. Anyway, so we're not wanted there. But their whole strategy seems to be like everyone just like let their dogs out for the night. <laughs> That's right. And hopefully, like, it's but like... let the, the dogs be- take care of the it. The beware of dog signs will, like, scare us away. Who's really the monsters? Like, <laughs> us? Or the people who, like, let their dogs out to go to the slaughter? Like, we're... Yeah. We're people in giant, like, clawed mech suits that have magic. Right. And you send... <laughs> you send your fucking dog? We're just getting dog... Wave after wave of dogs. I wouldn't expect Haley to take on a mech suit. Yeah. That's for sure. Oh, maybe she could. Because what she would do, her, her own she would go accidentally unplug the mech suit, and yeah. then it would all shut off. Because these mech suits have to be plugged in <laughs> at all plugged times. plugged in mech suits. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get a super long extension cord. Yeah. This town was unfortunate enough to uncover something that you want, and you're coming in here and killing all their pets. These guys think that they're going to have a chance because they're getting us from both angles? Yeah, or because they, like, you know believe in what they're fighting for or something. I don't know. That sounds like bullshit. (laughs) 
Look at that wolf. That wolf believes in anything. <laughs> Look at his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Well, this doesn't feel right, what we're doing. No, but you've got a slave hat on. This is a better incarnation of, like, the cinematic in the opening of 4, where you show up and you kill these people in a cinematic, and then take their crystal. Right. This, like, feels more like... We're just going in and just with a machine gun. Yeah, the interesting thing about the comparison between starting as kind of evil in this game versus starting as kind of evil as Cecil in game four, Cecil just like after the opening like has this change of heart that feels sudden and weird. Well, and on top of that, you don't play him invading the town. Right, like, and you just, see, just it. see him in the town right. and like you kind of through dialogue understand Yeah, why don't you just put some battles in there to make but it feel a little bit more like real? It's almost like they just took that moment and just like let it play out longer. You have to walk through this place. Right. That's it. That's like the only difference. <laughs> it's like you're is, but you more invested in you your gaming yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah. According to our source, the Frozen Esper was found in a new mine shaft. Maybe this one? Yeah, I mean I think it's probably this one. Probably. This is the only one. <laughs> so we enter the Esper mine, where I they mine th for espers? I think that they found an Esper in their mine. What do they mine for regularly? I don't know if they ever tell you exactly what they normally mine for. Yeah. They might. We might see that on, on this watch through. That, that would be interesting. They might bring it up, but I, no, they don't mine for espers there. Okay. But well, it they does found seem, one. It does, re like, I always wanted to call it, like, in the esper mine. Right, exactly. Yeah. But it's just a mine where they found an esper. Right. That otherwise has, like, a serious were rat infestation. Right. We run into a bunch of were rats. Were rats. Uh, were rats. Does that mean they turn into wolves? Or were they people? Were right. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> a werewolf is a person that turns into a wolf. Mm -hmm. Then he's got to be a person that's turned into a rat. I think that must be what this is. I had never thought about it that much, but I really think that, uh... That sucks. If you're gonna be like a monster or anything, turning into like a rat. No, you get to run around in all of the shit in the sewers. It's awesome. Yeah. You're like, whenever the full moon comes out, I run down a drain pipe and I frolic in the shit in the sewers. It's awesome. And then I wake up somewhere underground covered in shit. You'd like come to in a space that you barely fit in as a human. Being <laughs> yeah. like, uh, I can't get out. The pipes are too tight. It's very dangerous to be a were rat. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people every year just disappear without a trace. <laughs> and then they show up in the sewer system. This town must have constant major sewer clogs because it's were rats that have turned back into humans that are just clogging up the shit. Yeah. And in the mines, the ventilation and everything Ugh. must be full of dead bodies. Narsh is the worst. But then, and I bet the Cops too. Anytime someone disappears, they just like chalk it up to the were rats. Were -rat they don't even know again. about the crime problem they have too. Probably, <laughs> it's probably one of those situations where like one problem has gotten so bad that it like covers up all the other. Yeah, you problems. don't even know what the real issue is. I mean, it seems like a shitty place to live. Yeah, it's frozen. It's a frozen mine town. <laughs> is this a safe spot? Yep. Yeah, you can use a sleeping bag or a tent. Mm -hmm. Makes more sense than the. Tent to cabin. Although I did really like the cabin on the moon. This mine's full of enemies. Enemies like Repo Men. Mm-hmm. Repo Man? <laughs> What's he doing down here? I thought we would get away. Right where I never expected. 
Oh man, I didn't even think about it, but I think we're totally gonna see enemies start getting weirder in this game too. Is he actually like here to take back our car? He throws your wrench and he runs away. Why would he do that? <laughs> and so we're fighting friend, a giant. They're friends with the snails, I guess. Okay, because we're fighting a giant <laughs> snail. Yeah. Wait. Think back on our briefing. What about it? Do you recall hearing about a monster that eats lightning? What does that mean? So yeah, we're fighting the snail, and the other people that we're with, like Vix and Wedge or whatever, are like, think back to our briefing, where there was like a the whole rundown of what we would run into. Well, no, they're like, think back to our briefing, where there was a vague mention of a monster that eats lightning. <laughs> yeah, okay. And if you were just told, in this mine, there's a monster that eats lightning. And then you run into a snail. You, and you saw a giant snail, would you think, like, obviously that snail eats lightning? I would not. No, me neither. But the fact that Vix and Wedge instantly are like, this must be the lightning snail. Yeah, I know. I they, know. they just have like an intuition about it. They're like, its shell is purple. Right. And it's yellow. <laughs> it seems like a, a lightning creature. Yeah. Also, though, like we don't just run into it. Like the guards of the town are like, get him. They like <laughs> command the snail. Right, because the snail is named Welk, which is a weird name for a snail. No, it's not. Why? Because that's what you call certain snails. Welks? Yeah. Is that like a baby snail? I'm going to look it up right now. We're going to find out exactly what it is. I didn't know that. Is it a, a whelk of snails instead of like a gaggle of geese? Welk is a common name that is applied to various kinds of sea snail. Okay. Although a number of whelks are relatively large and are in the family Bucinidae. I don't know how to say that. The word whelk <laughs> is also applied to some other snails. All right. It's a scientific name surrounding snail. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. It eats and it. stores the energy in its shell. And then it retaliates. Yeah, it's one of these. Whatever you do, don't attack the shell. Do you think this snail is fast also? <laughs> like, we can't walk around this snail? It's we just must gonna, be like, able to walk snap away. at us? Yeah, like, can't we just move around it and then go to where we I need to go? I never realized before how grateful I am that I don't live in a world where snails are, like, really fast. <laughs> Can you even imagine? And they're just zooming around. Yeah, if, like, you saw a slug and it was just, like, <laughs> just, like, <laughs> like, as like fast a as a cockroach. Yeah, yeah, just, like, <laughs> you'd have a slug, like, zooming around your walls. You'd be like, I can't get it. It's been in here for days, and every time I try to get it, man, I can't. It's, it's runs away. It's like you've got like handfuls of salt that you're just like throw, you're like throwing salt at the ceiling. You're like, nah! <laughs> I missed him again. Yeah, it's like gets everywhere. Someone comes in and they're like, there's salt all over the floor, and they're like, yeah, snails, huh? Snails again. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> uh, tried to take care of it yourself. Classic mistake. I wonder if later the ca these characters will be like, and that snail, I I murdered it. <laughs> I can't live with myself anymore. I can't anymore. believe I did that. Oh no. Oh shit. Too bad Heal Force doesn't bring people back to the dead. I mean, back to life. What the fuck did I just say? <laughs> back to the dead. The old, you know that saying. I don't know if I was having a stroke that Listening morning or what. Listening back over this, I'm like, we need to get a CAT scan to make sure something didn't happen to you. Because, like, in a 15 minute period, you're like, you're falling apart. <laughs> This is a pretty fun boss fight. Yeah, this is pretty tense. Already. He's gonna, now he's gonna hide. Uh -huh. The magic technology is impressive. I assume I that we're gonna see. hold on to this throughout the game and not have it taken away from us right in like 10 minutes. That's my assumption is that yeah. we're just gonna be this strong forever. 
And you know what? They think you're onto something. <laughs> so we get to the bottom of the Esper mine, yeah. where the Esper is. Yeah, and the Esper is like a... A big crystal it with looks, a thing in it. It looks like it might be like a dragon or something inside of a ball of ice, yeah. but you can't really tell. It's hard to tell if it's ice or crystal or what this material is, but it's an esper and it's frozen somehow. It's supposed to be ice. It is? Which, yeah, which okay. means, because they refer to it as the frozen esper. Right, 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 right. Which means that like they were digging in the mine and they just were like, hey, ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then There's they no excavated other, it's not the like ice. This mine is full of ice. <laughs> no, but it's the frozen esper, it so could, it like maybe is, it's an ice mine where they're mining ice to send uh, the desert. Didn't we talk about ice mining? I think we do at some point. At talk some about point, like, like the last guy in Peru or something <laughs> who who is still self. Spoiler alert! That's going to happen in episode like twenty. I don't know. Conversations coming. Spoiler alert: the ice mining economy is not very good these days. <laughs> oh, it's it's like just a monster in a frozen ice. Yeah, gotcha. The frozen creature began emitting an eerie light. Are we gonna? Fire beam it out of there? Where's that light coming from? Whoa, Vix is gone. Or Wedge is gone. He's gone too. Now it's just Slave Girl. Yeah, the other two guards, other than you, the main character, get like disappeared out of existence and never heard from again. Yeah, it's not like they get lightninged or magicked. They just like... Disappear. They like David Lynch style disappear. If you think that someday in this game there's going to be like another land of disappearedness where you're going to go and run into Vix and Wedge, that never happens. You just They're just gone. They're just casualties. This could be like an episode of The X-Files. This could be like a cold <laughs> open. Of like you see them both and they like disappear. And right. they're like... Mulder would all be all like, Scully, some cultures believe that these espers contain magical powers, which were once used by like the shaman of old <laughs> right. to reach other lands and do things. She's like, but Mulder, there's just Mulder, no that doesn't evidence make any for sense. esper magic. All she's got to say is ellipses. Yeah. Ellipses, ellipses, ellipses. Whoa. It starts reacting with us with the slave crown on and something weird's happening here with mm-hmm. this interaction. That's hard to describe. Yeah, Good there's luck. a lightning explosion. It's not that hard to yeah, describe. Yeah, I'll take a crack at it. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so like some some electricity comes off between the Esper and the slave girl, whose and, name is Tara. We'll yeah, just call Tara. her Tara. And then there's an explosion and yep. it fades to black. <laughs> it's not that hard to describe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love... Oh my God, this game is going to be so... <laughs> is that you saying that because we woke up in a bed and it, and we walk out of it like this? No, but just looking at the bricks and all the stuff and yeah. thinking about Chrono Trigger, which, you know... A lot of time and thought and effort seems to have gone into this game. Mm-hmm. Where am I? You want to be the old man? Whoa, I only just removed the crown. Oh, the crown of... The slave crown. The slave crown. I hope that that becomes a really important item in this game, because what a powerful thing to exist. Yeah, it's... You're going to want to hang on to that slave crown. Yeah. Like, you don't want anyone to know you have one, <laughs> but you always want... If, you know, keep it under the floorboard, mm-hmm. crack it out in emergency. In an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> when you need an emergency slave. Right, of course. The, the fact of the matter is, is the slave crown exists... Only to make the transition from tyrannical bad person to doing good not weird like the right Cecil. exactly like it, it's a it's a it's, 
serving a narrative purpose. And it's better than what they did with Cecil, but it's still not good enough. It's still not good enough because the fact that a fucking slave crown exists. (laughs) And then like it never comes up again. I mean, it's almost like they were they were playing four and they're like, you know, it would make this thing with Kane make a lot more sense. The slave crown. Right. He keeps getting the slave crown put on. Put on and taken off. And like under his helmet, he's got a slave crown on. You can't see. And they're like, yeah, slave crown. And then they did it this one instance in this game and it just like doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Easy. This is a slave crown. The others had complete control over you while you were wearing it. I mean, I kind of feel like this game has put a slave crown on my head. Yeah, I mean, Tara's taking her slave crown off, but we're just putting ours on. (laughs) Yeah, we are slaves to this game. The next foreseeable future (laughs) of our lives are dictated by the current. I don't know that we can take this crown (laughs) off anymore. So it makes you. Oh, God. This is a. That's a really horrifying idea. Yeah. It's just like, I can't remember a thing. Well, it's probably for the best. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So she's like full amnesiac. Mm hmm. Not just while she was a slave. A mysterious young woman, controlled by the Empire and born with the gift of magic. I thought magic was sealed away and, like, super dangerous. Yeah, but they were like, it's coming back, and this Empire is, like, using it for bad things. Okay. And she was born with magic, which is weird. Because Esper is another type of magic? Uh, you'll, it'll all be <laughs> okay. eventually. After about 45, 50 hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it gets good. I don't want to over-explain things <laughs> yeah. for fear of revealing things that I know that you shouldn't know. Yeah, but I also don't want you to hold yeah, back no, I'm not talking go- I'm about not going shit. To, like, at this point, I still should, need your, you, your speculation. All you need to know is that she's got magic. The Empire seems to be making some kind of magic something, and they're doing bad with it. Gotcha. gotcha. And they were making slaves out of magic her. Out of magic her. Yeah. And Nishi is where? Narsh. Narsh. Not Nishi? I don't know. It's in a canyon somewhere. We're there. We're still in Nishi. I think so, yeah. Nishi. Narsh. 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 Imagine Wayne or Garth saying. Yeah. Narsh. All right, well, we're keeping the names all the same. Yeah, this is Tara. All right, nice to meet you. Impressive. I've never heard of anyone recovering so fast. Well, we're magic, you know? Open up. Give us back the girl and the Empire's magic tech armor. Before anything can be explained fully to Terra by this guy who rescued her, like, guards come to collect her. They're like, we know she's in there. Open up. Yeah. Give her to us. She she killed all the dogs in town. Look, I have to get you out of here. I don't have time to explain. Just very convenient. <laughs> well, you don't really have time to explain. There's, like, the cops are coming. Yeah. So we step out the back door. Hide in my... Whoa, where are we? The back... The back door. The back door. Okay. What's spinning over there? There's, you know, like a... A hamster wheel attached to a smaller (laughs) hamster wheel. And they're (laughs) bike-spoking their way to what? I mean, it's probably part of the ice mining operation some way. Yeah, I mean, now that you say it like that, it's obvious. (laughs) These wheels... Probably pulling buckets of ice (laughs) down from the bottom shaft where you get the really pure ice. On the inside of the rock. Yeah, the ice from the inside of the rock. (laughs) Pulling it up. Just sitting on top of the mine... I guess probably running some kind of thing underneath it. I don't uh, know. Is there stuff in places? I don't remember, but I do think that there is some stuff in places. 
<laughs> I don't remember exactly where. I'm hazy on the details. Oh. Uh, there's not a stuff down there. There's not a stuff? No. I want to find stuff. Is there a stuff there here? There might be a run button. Maybe not. These mines are just thick with were rats. I just had a really stupid thought about why they're using dogs all the time. Uh-huh. Is it doesn't really make any sense because it should be cats that they're using, but I'm imagining Wait. somebody got Wait. confused. The idea oh. is this is to get rid of the rat problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> you use cats to get rid of all the rats. You could use dogs. You could use dogs, but they're not just they're not known they're for not, hunting they're rats. They're not known for that. No. But I imagine like th what this town okay. has is ready. But those are their neighbors I, and stuff. I don't know. You're right. Go but get they, but yeah. <laughs> if you kill a mother in rat form, it's not murder. It's not illegal. <laughs> I was going to say, like, a reason they're using dogs other than they don't want to get hurt in battle, so they send attack dogs. <laughs> I, was that like, could be the like... I was like, isn't that why you use attack dogs? <laughs> A first line of defense. Yeah. Phoenix down with an F. Yeah, it's spelled with an F. F-E-N-I-X. Never seen that before. Okay. Yeah, that is Phoenix. Weird. Another repo man? What did he possess in the first place that and I also, have that I he's like repossessing now? He doesn't look like a repo man. He looks like a mechanic. He looks like an old witch. Well, but he's got a wrench and he's like wearing a jumpsuit. <laughs> like, you know, like he's yeah. not... That's not what it looks like when someone comes to get your car. No. So we start looking at our menus, taking it in, seeing that the item bag is unbelievably huge. Whoa. Oh, yeah. That's a bag that's never going to fill up. Holy shit. I, <laughs> I love that they let you go all the way to the what bottom. What the hell? So, you know, you've got to go all the way back. Well, because I, I, I thought there would be a sort button at the bottom. It's up there, a range. Oh, dur. What does rare mean? I have no idea what the rare button does. <laughs> Maybe it should be rare stuff. Anyway, we're in this cave, and like the guards find us and back us into a corner, and we're like, ah, 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 ah. got her. Coming. Up. Oh boy. Oh, oh, now we're we're really backed into a corner. Oh, holy Whoa. shit! What? <laughs> Yeah, you're backed into a corner until a hole opens underneath your feet and you fall down further into the mine. Yeah. There wasn't like a trap door, but you fell. It's just a, like a dangerous mine to be in. <laughs> Very dangerous. Like <laughs> there aren't any supports. See, that's what it looks like when you fall down a hole, not like the tower in four where right. they just tell you you did. Yeah, and yeah. now you're in a hole. Yeah, it must have hurt. So we yeah. crawled like a square and then was like, ah. So now, while Terra's hit her head after the fall, she, like, remembers something from when she was under the crown, right? Yeah, she's, like, in a process of, like, her brain is coming back on, sort of. Right. So she's getting, like, memories back. So we go to this cutscene, which is, has a weird color on it, which I think is indicating you're in a flashback. Mm -hmm. And there's a guy here in this cutscene, and his name is Kefka. Kefka, my sweet little magic user. <laughs> With this slave crown, I'll practically own you. You'll literally own. That's, that's what slave means. He's laughing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's remembering. She's remembering, she's remembering fire beaming. <laughs> <laughs> Burn up everything. It's the cool thing to do. What she's remembering is Kefka forcing her to murder people 
for fun, maybe? Yeah, it's he seems to be enjoying I it. I think they're like his own soldiers. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough Because they were move. like, because the soldiers at the beginning were like, I heard she like vaporized like 50 of our dudes. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, she's pretty powerful, all right. So Kefka was just like, yeah, let's see what you can do. These guys are worthless. Right. They don't have magic or anything. And then you kill him and he's like, whoa, yeah, it and worked. Yeah. But wait, are you an infant at this point? No, the, no, not, isn't, no, look at her, she's but, not an infant. I know, but things that we find out later about when she was captured by the Empire and this whole crown thing started, don't we learn that it happened like right after she was born? I and mean, she doesn't maybe. have any non-slave memories? We do learn that. But it's maybe the kind of thing where, like, in her memories, she's like, I was an infant, I wasn't an infant. Yeah, What's yeah, the when you have really? a straight slave crown on your head... <laughs> These games like starting out with you, you being responsible for burning people. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> definitely true. So in this flashback, there's like a big facility and some weird guy steps out and he's like clearly the leader of it all and he, he walks to the front of the screen. This is a dog. Emperor Gestal. Gestal. His name is Gestal. Mm -hmm. We stand on the brink of a major breakthrough. In the days to come, we'll witness a total revival of magic. Yeah, okay. Sounds like it should be good. <laughs> <laughs> it is our destiny and ours alone to take this mystic force and claim what is rightfully ours. Well, that doesn't sound good. Well, what do you think is rightfully yours? I don't know what they think is rightfully theirs, but anytime anyone starts talking about what's rightfully theirs, it's usually coming from, like, a yeah. bad, angry place. Tara wakes up from her dream nightmare, and we cut back over to the old man who's hanging out with a new guy who we find is named Locke. Yeah, and one thing we should say, anytime they introduce a playable character, it does this kind of, like, it pulls them onto a black screen and just literally tells you, like, who they are and what they're about. Yeah, it's like it one of those, you, like, like freeze pitch. frame. Yeah. This guy is a... a cold-hearted killer who wants nothing but revenge. Yeah. Even though that's not a description of any of them. I wish that were a description of one of characters. <laughs> They're all like these fun characters and it's like, and this guy is a murderer. Well, we kind of do have one of those in this game. Shadow. Yeah, but it's said more mysteriously <laughs> yes, than that. Yes, it is. Yeah. Treasure hunter and trail-worn traveler searching the world for relics of the past. Lock. This guy kept heads in his freezer and has sex with dead bodies. A free spirit that can't be contained, <laughs> not even by the law. <laughs> well, I'm glad this game doesn't have that character in it. I prefer the term treasure hunter. Ah, semantic nonsense. There's a huge difference. Locke's doing that kind of thing of like, it's not a magic trick, it's an illusion. I'm not robbing from people, I'm a treasure hunter. Yeah. I hunt for treasure. <laughs> yeah, and it's like the main joke in the game. Right, too. yeah. It's, yeah, there's a girl I'd like you to meet. Another, ooh, good girl. This better not have anything to do with that Magitech riding Imperial witch. Well, she's literally a witch. Our independence can only be assured if we join forces with the Returners, an underground resistance movement. <laughs> That's a terrible name for a and resistance that, and that movement. And that was I love, yeah, that piece of exposition. <laughs> I mean, already this translation is way better. It is. Agreed. Make your way first to Figaro. And talk to the king. Well, it seems like there's an actual back and forth that's occurring where both people are actually listening to each other and responding. Mm -hmm. Which is a low bar, <laughs> but this seems to be clear. But I also like the characterization yeah. of this guy. Yeah, kind of got an edge look to him a little bit. 
He kind of has an edge personality to him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So we're in like an underground cave that's kind of hard to describe, but it's got like some obstacles in it. And we're at the top of this part of the cave. It's like a pachinko machine. Right. It's like, yeah, it's, like it's got it. a bunch of things where yeah, if you yeah, drop yeah. a ball, it would like sort of ping pong down a different path each time. Right. And yeah. what it's going to want me to do is control three different sets of Moogles, and I got to move them around at the same time to block the soldiers that are coming up the Plinko machine. It's or Pachinko <laughs> machine. Now we gotcha. Are we going to have my pack of dog people? <laughs> <laughs> this is all in service of like defending Terra's unconscious body from the soldiers who are trying to come get her. Right. So, like, to be clear, Locke and a group of Moogles, which, if you're unfamiliar with Final Fantasy, are... They're one of the more famous recurring creatures in the Final Fantasy series. Koopo. Ooh! <laughs> Koopo! <laughs> oh, yeah, and they're always saying Koopo. That's, like, their favorite thing to say. It's like bro or dude. Da, da, da. What? <laughs> dude, what? From further in the cave, out walks three moogles, and they look like... They're like stuffed animals that are alive. They're That's like the stuffed animals. That's the only way I yeah. know how to put it. Yeah. Are they like... Ba- they're rabbits that are bats. They are They are kind of like rat, rats with, with bat wings. Bats are kind of like rats with bat wings. They are. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Use us to save Terra from the guards. What does that mean? I hope you like mini-games, dude. Oh, I... (laughs) Oh, shit, really? Because this part is a little complicated, the Moogle offers, do you want more information? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You need more information. I do need more information. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I don't want to skip any tutorials. All right, give me the information. You'll fight using three different groups. Press the Y button to switch between them, okay? What you can't see is that the troops are walking up right now. Gotcha. And you're trying to, like, intercept them. We're fighting giant beasts, and we're like little rabbit bats. With spears and shit, though. Oh, shit, yeah. Okay, we're strong. (laughs) I remember when I was a little kid and I would rent this, this part was, like, too much for me to handle. I can totally imagine that. (laughs) Because that's the thing, like, this, I I just wrapped my head around it, but I actually had to think about it. And they also throw you in and don't really tell you what's happening. Yeah, yeah, I I don't think you're really supposed to be able to lose this. Yeah, it doesn't seem easy to lose. It's weird to think about not being able to beat this part because it's really not complicated or difficult yeah, at all. Yeah, but I can totally picture like a seven-year-old. I know, but like it's it's not often that you have a memory <laughs> of like not being smart enough to do something that's easy. You know what I mean? You know what's funny? I actually do have a memory from kindergarten of exactly this. I have some a really deep memory of like they basically sat each one of us down in front of like a multiplication table just to mm-hmm. be like, does he already know it? Like even before we teach them, because uh-huh. I remember I was looking at one times one, yeah, and I remember looking at him being like, "I know the answer's not two, and I put down three, <laughs> and they were like, "He's not ready." <laughs> yeah, because like I have this memory of like moving them around and being like, "I why can't I beat it? What is it like to not understand this? There's <laughs> exactly. three paths, <laughs> yes. and there's like three mo- like <laughs> I don't know." Well, Curran's dead. Yeah, Curran. Kushu's dead. 
Good thing there's just like a whole mob of these things. I know, that's that like it doesn't seem losable, real really. Like, I wonder how valuable the lives of Moogles are even to themselves. <laughs> you know, how do they see themselves? I don't know. Annihilated. There's like a guy who's particularly difficult who's like the boss at the bottom of all this, and I keep taking the Moogles in, and he's actually killing all of the Moogles in the party. Yeah. So I take the next group of Moogles down and throw those meaningless lives at him. Yeah, we're just tossing like wave after wave of these like <laughs> cute little like white bat rats. Yeah. Is he gonna have more more dogs? I think he probably will. Yep. Yeah, start yeah, starts oh my god. Whoa! Dude. Dude! Yeah, nets seem effective against a gang of Moogles. <laughs> just toss out a big net and just, just scoop throw a net out there. How is this guy still alive? How is this guy Am I supposed to lose this? I don't know. It was a fucking minute ago that I was like, this doesn't seem losable, and now we're like losing it. Still have uh, one good Moogle, right? Yeah, I guess I'll try. Maybe you're supposed to try all three of them. I was talking some shit about how like there's this isn't losable. Yeah, like I don't know what you could do any differently from this. Fuck. There you go. Oh shit. With two Moogs left. So we beat that boss, and then there's kind of the situation where it's like, why would Terra and Locke team up? And that gets answered here. Oh, I won't leave you until your memory returns. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this secret entrance might be useful someday. Don't forget about it. God. <laughs> Take note Don't later. forget about this <laughs> secret entrance. What, did I just bat my eyes at you? And he went, hey. And then we became one. And walked out together. Mm -hmm. So we start exploring the town of Niersh, and we <laughs> we find our favorite building. This is a classroom for the beginner. Here we answer your questions about the world. Think of us as your advisors. Oh my god. We're going back to Final Fantasy school. I know. I'm pretty Here's excited. The classroom. Yeah, it's the same guy. Yep. Might want to go out and get some experience in the world before coming in here. What, what's in there? I don't know. Let's go in. Let's go in. Advanced, Advanced battle, battle tactics. tactics. Let's go into normal battle tactics first. Yeah, the other yeah. door. Oh, I love the menu sounds. I know. I was just thinking that. Wait, think. Dance and rage, which are kind of the same thing. Yeah. Because uh, we're going to go rage. If you're going to rage, rage you're dancing. Club, yeah. yeah. I never just dance. <laughs> You rage? I always rage. Always rage. Do we go back into town or do we leave? I think you're supposed to leave. But what if we went back into town? I don't know. Let's see. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Hey, guys. Who might you be? Ugh. You better hightail it southward to Figaro. <clears throat> Figaro, huh? Figaro. So far, some of these names have been sayable. Figaro? Yeah, they're at least like say they, yeah they. Fabul is a terrible. Fabul, yeah, I, yeah. So we step out of Narsh and enter the Overworld map, where we walk around on a flat surface and get into battles. Yes, we're we're back. We're back. Look at this know, battlefield. Seriously, holy There's shit! There's like a Bob Ross painting in the background. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And that's where we're going to break for this episode. That's episode one of season three. 
Wow, it's it's begun. We've just left Narsh. Yeah, almost nothing has happened. For people who have played this game, you're gonna be like, you guys have done a whole episode already and you're only here? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> okay, this is gonna be a long season. I gotcha. I mean, watching back over it, we were in such a better mood to play this even than, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, from one to four, we were like, oh, this one, it's pretty good so far, right. but like this one I feel like we both have been excited to play it for so long. I that, think like, we, we wouldn't have played one or four if not for the podcast, but we would have played this Yeah, we would have played this eventually anyway. Yeah, so like, And enjoyed the hell out of it. So yeah, this is This is a different season. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna be a fucking insane fun one. Because yeah. there's so much in this game. There's so much in this game. Yeah, and so much happened in our lives while we played it. That too. So get ready to hear about all of it. We have a new segment this season that we're calling Billboards because we bought a bunch of billboards in the game's locations. Mm-hmm. Today's, we bought a billboard in Narsh, and uh, we have a message. So let's go into Narsh and see what this billboard says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is shitty here. Yeah, it's very cold. It's a mining town. There's just like dog bodies all over the place. They the smell is horrible. Have have no department of sanitation. <laughs> well, look over there. There's there's the billboard. Well, there's our billboard. I mean, I think it's in a pretty good spot. I guess you. I don't know how much foot traffic there is here, really. But if you were to walk through this town, you would yeah. see it. It has a nice like we outlined the outside with like the the blue Final Fantasy colors. Mm-hmm. And then the white is a big white space. Oh man, this is exciting. Okay, so the billboard reads, Stop what you're doing. You're ruining your life. This podcast is a mistake. This billboard is a mistake. This money-grubbing scheme will turn the audience against you. Don't turn your podcast into a billboard. You will regret it forever. Signed, Future You. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Maybe we shouldn't do this. I don't know. I think you just convinced me. I think your future self just laid it out in a way that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about the premise in those terms. Well, I mean, that message was a downer. This billboard. Audience, listen, we've bought beautiful billboards in great locations all over the world. Well, that's the thing. We've already bought the billboards, so we're committed to this idea. And I mean, future. Future us doesn't. I don't know that. I don't know that guy. Yeah, he, he might be wrong. And you know what? I think these billboards look great, and you can put whatever message you want on them. You don't have to put downer messages on them like that. Yeah. For- I mean, fuck that guy. You know what? That's the beauty of the billboard, though. Is like you, you can put whatever you want on on the billboard. Yeah. That you pay for, and that's what he chose to put on that billboard. But that's uh, just like his choice. And that's his choice. That's how advertising works. That's how the world works. You pay money, you can put whatever you want on 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 whatever you want. <laughs> You know? That's how That's the world the works. world we live in. So let's go back to the studio. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can get a message if you want. 50 <laughs> bucks. Email us at nocatpodcasts at gmail.com. That's N-O-C-K-A-T. Well, with that, if you guys could please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes, that would be an enormous help. You can go support us at patreon.com slash nocat. That's how you really ensure that this show will continue. Yeah. Also, if you want to get the episodes earlier in the week. If you want to get the episodes earlier in the week, we have that for Patreon. You can get the episodes on Monday instead of Thursdays. We also have some other Patreon stuff. We have a video version this year. 
Yeah. If you guys want to see a video that's heavily edited for an audio experience. We, to be clear, we are not in the video. Yeah, if you want to see a video of the gameplay that we were playing that's all real jumpy because we cut a lot of it out, then you can go do that right now. That's on Patreon for you. You can find us at noonecanknowaboutthis.com. We're nocappodcast at gmail.com, and we're at nocappodcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Man, here's a little taste of next week on No One Can Know About This. Yeah, I love it. It's like, season two is over. Blank your mind. Forget every th- lesson that we've learned. Let's just play a game. Let's just play a game. Drive safely. But I mean, when you learn a lesson, like, what does that really mean? You know, <laughs> you like you <laughs> you know a thing in your brain somewhere. What I mean, what like? Turn left on Not Del fucking Del Sun Tzu. Then turn left on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hear a thing that makes sense and go like, from now on, I with my discipline, turn I will forever, I will forever be committed to, to this idea street. that I have learned. Yeah, it is. It is. My prerogative, I, I don't know. So are we staying up till 10 a.m. today? Is that no, what you're I'm suggesting? I'm not doing that. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs>